You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Deborah King, a licensed clinical social worker and an elder care coordinator at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today we are talking about purposeful decluttering. Sometimes we can feel overwhelmed by clutter, be it our own personal clutter or the clutter of a loved one. How do we overcome that overwhelming and procrastination and declutter with a purposeful end goal in mind? Joining us for this conversation is Heather Shingleton, a professional declutterer and organizer and founder of the HOB Network about the art of Swedish death cleaning. Welcome, Heather. Thank you so much for having me, Deborah. I'm excited. Great. Declutterer. Declutterer. Yeah. <laughs> it is a mouthful. So yes, yes. I yes, I love I love to declutter first and then get to the organizing. But you know, moving things out of the home first um, is always a great idea. Right. And and I honestly can know many clients as well as personally know people who are wanting to declutter and don't know how to get started. So let's start out and talk about what Swedish death cleaning is. Yes, absolutely. So yes, I know that is um, kind of an intense um, sentence there. So there was a woman, her name was um, Margarita Magnuson. Uh, she's, of course, Swedish. She wrote a book back in 2018, so not that long ago, uh, called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. So the Swedes kind of have a different take on death and just getting prepared for it. They actually have a tax that they um, have throughout their lives so that when for their funerals, it's actually paid for and um, they're just, they're, they're preparing for that death. Mm -hmm. So, um, so Margarita, um, so her story is, unfortunately, she had to go through the process of decluttering multiple family members' belongings after they passed. So, you know, anyone who ever has had to do that can understand how overwhelming that can be. So, that's why she wrote this book. Uh, she didn't want to put that burden on her loved ones. So, the book is about just her journey through downsizing, decluttering her home and making those choices about what she still was going to keep and what could move on. So, and I, the big thing I think um, is important to state there is she's talking about like, it's not that she got rid of everything. Mm -hmm. She just got rid of the things that were excess. Things that, uh, I love the questions of, do you need it? Do you use it? Do you love it? Mm -hmm. So if you're answering no to those three questions, there's a really strong chance it's time for that uh, that item that to move on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So the purpose is, is, I'm sure, is not just to prepare for death, but at any point in your life to clear out the clutter and be more purposeful with your belongings. Absolutely. Yes, I think, and that's something when I'm decluttering my own home, I kind of have Margarita, you know, on my shoulder, um, Mm -hmm. just asking those questions about, you know, really what is, what's serving me at this time? And that's what I encourage um, my clients to uh, look at too. Because the society we live in is a stuff society. It is. Yes. Mm -hmm. We love the retail therapy. That Mm -hmm. is for sure. Mm -hmm. So I think that It's through all seasons, Uh, you know, whether retirement, you know, whether you have a a new baby or blended families or downsizing into a smaller home. There's so many times in life, it's just a great idea to kind of take Margarita's wisdom and really decide um, what is serving you well, what items, what belongings are serving you well at this moment. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so what about those sentimental belongings that we love that we may not need and it really doesn't serve a purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have um, just um, p- personal um, stories with me are I had I lost my grandmother just last year. She was a lover of many things, but she loved those those precious moments. And uh-huh. so um, <laughs> I but I, you know, I I didn't need a hundred precious mm-hmm. moments to remember her by. I, t- I have one. It sits next to my vanity. So I see it every morning. And um, I think that's a big thing. I think people think they have to keep everything. So, but there's a quote, and I don't know who said it. It's a great quote as far as just, um, if everything's special, nothing is special. So yeah. when you are, you know, if you lose a loved one, um, then or you you can, you don't have to keep everything. So, or if you are handing something down to someone, you you shouldn't expect that they should keep it all. You know, one, two, three items that won't overwhelm someone, but will keep that memory alive. So, as far as sentimental items, going back to your question is, I think that is to, there's um, the Matt Paxton. Do you remember him from The Hoarders? show way Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. He has a new show called uh, The Legacy List. It's on PBS. I highly recommend it. But what he does is, um, he so he goes in and kind of asks them, what are your legacy items? And he he encourages around five or six items. Uh And it doesn't necessarily have to be valuable. Um, A lot of like I have from some family members, I have um, recipes that are, were written in their hand mm-hmm. and I treasure those. That's something um, I, we, we have our recipes we make every Easter or Christmas and those kinds of things. Another way um, to keep memories alive without overwhelming yourself with so much. Mm-hmm. What I find with the the people we help take care of and in some articles that I've read lately is um, we value our stuff a lot more than the mm, our yes. heirs. You know, we still have a lot of people that have a lot of heirloom antiques that mm-hmm. have been handed down through the generations. And we're talking big, bulky pieces of totally. furniture and bedroom suits and things like Absolutely. that that their grandchildren or great grandchildren don't want or need they and, and they aren't of, of value anymore. Of there's value very, anymore there's very few things like that that are truly you know worth what they 
used to be. That's what the article was saying, that uh-huh. old, old stuff is not as valuable. Mid-century modern, you might can get away with, but, right. you know, and then we right. get into the mass marketing. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that that stuff doesn't hold any value mm-hmm. other than that someone owned it that I knew. <laughs> right. And the, this um, younger generation, they don't need all of their grandparents or parents' belongings. I think a few key, like, like let's just go back to the, like those legacy items that um, those kind of, kind of items will um, keep their memory alive. And uh, like I said, and um, just, um, I always encourage, especially the seniors, to not put that on um, their loved ones. And that's mm. something that like Margarita talks about a lot in her book about she had those conversations with her children about what they wanted and what they didn't. Mm-hmm. So um, that it makes it so much easier for when someone is gone for those um, the children to make those decisions. Right, right. So I think that's the key right there that we can encourage is is just to have that conversation is to look at your mm-hmm. stuff and say you know who would want this um and and make that determination before you pass away not exactly my children will s- split it up equally when i pass away right and it it prevents any uh any friction um, between you know your family members after you're gone, and then also it, it it you're still in the in the driver's seat there as far as you get to decide where your belongings go. And I know I'm sure with a lot of the individuals you work with, you know, has still having that control is very important. So it's very freeing to be able to make those decisions about where things are are going to end up. So. So there's a lot of peace in that. So, and then um, one thing I was uh, I was just um, talking about this earlier today about, and what we none of us know where the next what the next day will bring. I just recently heard a story, and I'm sure you have stories like this where uh, someone had a stroke. They ended up in a rehab a rehab facility, and then they ended up in a retirement community, and then with all. You know, after all that happened, unfortunately, her family went in and removed everything from the home. So she was left with very little and she didn't get to make those decisions. So by starting this Swedish death, um, death cleaning process, that kind of puts you back in that control. So it's going to be like my mom has already done this for me. So and I've told her many times it's a gift. If we were in that situation with her, it would be very easy for me to go in her home and know what she wanted to bring like into a retirement community. So, cause we already have had all those conversations, which it's a gift. It's a gift to her, my mom and it's a gift to me. So phrasing it like that when you have that communication is, you know, mom, I love you. And, and this would be the best gift you could give me is to help Let's make these decisions now right. before we're in a crisis situation and and need to do that. Right. Absolutely. It's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially for people that, that may not downsize through their later years. So they're living in a home that they've lived in for 30, 40, yes. 50 years. Yes. And it's full of 
30, 40, 50 years of their stuff right. plus their parents' stuff right. and yeah. their in-laws' stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. There is a statistic that says that the average American home has around 300,000 items in it. And that's the average. So you can just imagine someone who's lived in their home 30, 40, 50 years uh-huh. how, and they've, they've never decluttered. That's a that's a lot. There's just that gives me anxiety just thinking about it. It's just mm-hmm. like that's a lot of things for your for you to manage while you're alive. And that's mm-hmm. one thing too is Margarita talks about that about how much do you want to manage right now? And just, you know, that's another great reason to do this, you know, while you still can is that, you know, there's you probably don't want to manage as many belongings as you as you have in your home. Mhm. Mhm. But you may need some help in absolutely making those decisions, and that's where your company can help with that. Absolutely. So I would love to. So it's a big process. So just um, it's in, I encourage people just to take their time with it. It's not something you're going to get done over a weekend. It's an emotional process. So definitely uh, start somewhere easy, like a junk drawer or something like that. Some place that doesn't hold a lot of emotion mm-hmm. and then kind of don't, don't start with photos. We could do a whole podcast on photos, but we'll talk about <laughs> that later. So, but um, yes, yeah, start, start easy. So, mm-hmm. and then go mm-hmm. from there. So there's steps to it. Okay. Well, how do people get in touch with you if so, they want to start? Uh, yes. Uh, well, um, I'm in Sumner County here, um, right outside of Nashville. And uh, again, the company is called The Hob Network. And that is, um, you could find me at the Hob, H-O-B, network.com. I'm also, from there, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And did you, were you just going to Give, should I give a phone number or should I? <laughs> I don't know how this works. I was like, how much information do you need, Deborah? <laughs> Certainly, if you want to give your phone number to our listeners. Okay. Um, do it slowly yeah. so they can write okay. it down. And, um, you yes. know. No, no problem. It's um, 615-870-7402. Um, and I do give free consultations. So, and then we can kind of go from there with, um, and I'm always about, you know, I some people just want me to come in. We do like two or three hours, and and I give that. Then I give them homework, and okay. and just that that just to have that accountability mm-hmm. is great. And then some people just you know they need me every step of the way, and that's fine. Um, I also do businesses too, so I love um, like a store storage um, areas of businesses, break rooms, warehouses, that kind of thing too. So. Um, Whatever you need as far as clutter and organizing, I'm here for you. That sounds great. I'm sure people will be getting in touch with you, and we certainly can refer you as families tell us, I just need to get organized. Yes, yes. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, It's a big undertaking for sure. Well, thank you, Heather. That's it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. 
Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.